Welcome back to another episode, the first episode of 2019 of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouth. The pepper is that hot topic that has everybody talking. And the wet, of course, is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. Join the conversation on Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet and Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. Cheers, Cheers. Happy New Year, bitches. Happy New Year. Granted, it's January. <laughs> and Pretty much February. It's basically now. February. And I feel like this has been the longest January of all January. Has it? Yes. <sighs> no? I don't know. No. no. It doesn't feel one way Why or the other. Why do we have me? to think about time so much? Like, this has been the because longest and the shortest. Because we die. Because we die. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we just need a time to get our bearings, acclimate ourselves to this new year. Yeah. Set our intentions. What are your intentions? Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing this. Well, we did this. Okay. Okay. My, 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 main, my number one intention is to find a therapist. Find All a right. Therapist that's right. And be intentional about my growth. The things that... Copy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. Ditto. Okay, cool. All right, moving right along from that. <laughs> what shall we start with today? Oh, I don't know. I guess, let's see. Um, well, over like the holiday season, our friend Priya came into town and I was talking to you because we were able, Priya and I were able to meet up, but you weren't able to come. And I was just like, it was like meeting up with her, I met up with her with a group of her friends mm-hmm. and we were at a bar we were watching the i don't know the correct term for the games the playoffs, right before, the playoffs thank yeah. you we were watching the playoffs and um i don't know it just felt like we were the only ones in the room like oh god <laughs> <laughs> no no but seriously it was just like man it's something to be said about your real down ass friends yeah who you can be yourself with 100% no matter what. Look mm. at me right now. Yeah. Look at me right now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, think, I guess this is just like an appreciation post. Like to be lucky enough to have people in your life that you can just really be, be yourself. yourself with. And I guess what comes to mind most recently is when, and she and I were talking about this, is um, when we were in ADAM. Yeah. And it just felt like everybody was like on their, like, at their prime like you know what i mean okay so what so what is the prime for you like what when you are at your best what is it that you do the best um i don't really know okay i don't really know like i don't know what it was that i was doing it but i felt myself doing it like (laughs) and i feel like the same could be said for you guys like i don't know if for me it was like let's just try this new place let's just roll into this new bar let me be the person that's like the arrow on the map and then you guys have Priya's time management. She's a great planner. You are directionally competent because human I don't know GPS. how. Yeah, human <laughs> GPS. I don't know how we would have gotten around that place. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know if there can really be, like, there are words to really, really describe. But it's just really incredible how we all just melded and gelled so nicely. Okay. I think lately I've been realizing that maybe I'm not 
I th- okay, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. It's very apparent when I am most authentically myself. Yes. And not everybody gets that exactly. person. Exactly. So when you can be with people where you can be your true self, mm-hmm. that's such a blessing. It is. And, and it's I- so rare and it's so comfortable. Yeah. I think that it gives you the space to kind of like figure out what your strengths are in social settings. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of, instead of like being so hyper aware of like trying to please other people or like, am I doing this right? Am I saying the right things? Like when you have people that you're so comfortable, you just like naturally settle into like what it is you're good at. You just take on that role and people just let you do it because they love you and they want you to be your best. There's like no expectations there. You know what I mean? So even like just in basic, like simple kickback situations, Mm -hmm. like when we go to the cabin, it's like, yeah, Christina's going to be cooking. Beth's going to be on music. Yeah. Mike's going to do something. Bring bring the things. (laughs) Like build a fire. Build a fire. Russ is going to build the fire. Mike's going to provide lots of things. Yeah. It's just like, everybody's just like, at their best. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's like, there's no competition there. There's just like only room for success. Mm, okay. I kind of want to ask everyone that as our first step. Oh, okay. What does you at your best look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. We can figure out the wording later. Yeah. But that's kind of, oh, that's broad. But I think people, I think people may, because I know for me, I feel sometimes a little timid or shy about saying what I think my best looks like because I'm like because it's like is this gonna be something that whoever I'm talking to is gonna think is worthy of being my best you know what I'm saying like okay actually I feel that which is why it's taken me like 12 years to do my resume and I haven't (laughs) done it because I feel weird talking about things that I can do Mm -hmm. or things that I think I'm good at Mm -hmm. because I don't want anyone to try me up and be like actually no you're not good at that yeah or either that or like, like who do you think you are well see for me it's like the things that I'm good at I think traditionally like when I think of people being good at things I think of like tangible physical like Things i can, can play the piano yeah. yeah i like i'm a black belt in karate right or you know these things for me i don't necessarily think that that they're those more are abstract my, they're more abstract yeah for sure hmm. and so i think it's just and again that goes with like that confidence and being able to be like well yeah th- my talents are more abstract but i know that a lot of people don't have the talent that i have i think you're good at if if I may, sure. I think you're good at creating vibes. That's you're one of great them. vibe curator. Yeah. Um, hosting, mm-hmm. making fe- people feel welcome and comfortable, which I think is really rare. Like you can have a, a million kickbacks, but still not be a great host. Yeah, and that is absolutely what I think my strengths are. Okay, affirmed. Yeah, and confirmed. Perfect. Um, do you want to know what I think your strengths are? Yeah. Okay. Um, Bethany, I think that you have a way of just, first of all, I don't really think you know how (laughs) funny you are. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that you have a way of quelling tension. Not, not even if there's not like super, super high tension, but Mm -hmm. just like, most notably to me is like when we went to Andrew's house, it's just like all of those people were there. I mean, Andrew and Sharifa knew each other, but like all of the, we came together because of you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I just feel like 
I'll host it, but you got to bring the masses. Like, you just have such an expansive reach of people. Like, your personality is quite malleable, more malleable than you think. And I think that has a lot to do with your ability to, like, really hear people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that most people don't get heard very often or they don't feel seen. Buzzword. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, I think, I don't know. I think that that's your strength. And, like, it's just, you're just funny as fuck. Like, as hell. Um, I, I do think I, I like listening to people. Like, yeah. I'm not the person to want to talk about myself mm-hmm. often, but I'll ask you a million questions because mm-hmm. I want to know everything about you. I want to know what the fuck is going on <clears throat> in I there. I think in doing so, or what I've gathered over the past million years that we've known each other is that in doing so, when you have a person that is truly interested in like who you are and what makes you you, it kind of makes you even more introspective than than you think you need to be. You right. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're asking all the good questions, all the questions that I should be asking myself. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ask great questions. Add, Add that, that to, to my resume. resume. <laughs> Um, I'll never get a job doing that. Yeah. Anyway. So I guess that's a wet. That's that, that, that's a wet. That is a wet. At, oh, and we also got a comment on our last episode um, when we were talking about like, let's just tell everyone we love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, our comment was from SRA93 on SoundCloud. And they said, I've experienced people overriding the words, I love you. I can tell when it becomes just a greeting. Like, how are you? Mm. And... I feel that. Like, I guess... Well, there's... Tell me, tell me your Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, I was recently having this conversation with a person that... That you love? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. But I was just saying, like, we were talking about how... Okay, if I'm going to be completely honest. It was a guy... Yes. ...who I'm, like... Seeing? Seeing, I guess is the best way to say that. And I, I told him I loved him. Wow. When I was drunk. Uh, so he was just kind of like, where does that come from? Like, are you just drunk? Like, are you just like drunk and like feeling happy? Yeah. And so you're just like spouting off? Or is this something that I should be like really thinking about? Like, oh, she said she loved me. Like, should I be? He, because his thing was, he was like, I don't feel that way. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, I guess. In general, when I love people, I don't, it doesn't come with a requirement for me. Like, I don't require someone, if I feel compelled to tell a person I love them, the expectation is not going to be that they're going to say it back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so he was just basically like, well, you know, I was like, well, who do you love? Like, tell me some people that you do love and what, why, what makes you love them? He's like, well, because I trust them. I feel like I can trust them. And I'm like, so... You someone has me? to be able no i was like but someone has to be able to do something for you in order to gain your love mm. and so for me i feel like when you think about love in the in the context of unconditional love it's like there there is no condi- like my the way that i feel about you or the appreciation that i have for you shouldn't be based on or for me it isn't based on what you can do for me or what you can give me. Cause then he, I was just like, cause thinking back, like I've loved so many people in my lifetime. Like I have so many exes that I loved and I wouldn't say like, Oh, I don't love them anymore right. just because we're not together. Yeah. 
But it's, well, it's interesting that he immediately said, no, I don't love you. Oh, relax, dude. Take it easy, man. Cool your beans, bro. Well, I think it was because, not necessarily in his defense, but I think it's primarily because I there's this notion that women, when they fall in love or when they say they love you, it's just like shit now. Shit has to change. Shit has to change. And, and I also think that a lot of the times before you... I, there's a, a few I could count on hands mm-hmm. how many like people I've been involved with that I actually said I love you, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I didn't love them just because I didn't say it. Yeah. Like I think the love kind of happens long before you even get to the point of yeah. saying it. Yeah. So for him to just be like, no, I don't feel that way. It's like, yeah. Well, well I, I think. Fucking- well, and then I think in part two, people haven't really sorted out. For me, it seems it feels very clear. Like love is for me the choice that I make to express gratitude towards a person mm-hmm. that has enriched my life. Like I love what you're doing for me. Well, or I, I just love, love how you've enhanced my yeah. life experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And on the flip side, like I, I care about you. I'll go to certain lengths to make sure you're happy and comfortable yeah. or do whatever I can. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, and I don't, then there's the, there's the platonic, but I don't think there's a difference for versus me. in romantic. I yeah. I don't think there's a difference. I think that the effort or the meaning behind it is ultimately the same. Like, mm-hmm. no, with my platonic friends, I'm not having sex with them. No, mm-hmm. but the the general definition what it was is the same yeah yeah and it doesn't i don't think it takes a lot for me to love people honestly and i'm okay with that that's kind of nice yeah and so i think there's so much emphasis on like keeping your love sacred and holding it and not not giving it away too quickly Mm -hmm. and i guess that's fine for some people but for me it's much easier to love a person than to think of all the reasons why i shouldn't love them I don't know. I think we're just so caught up in the expectations mm-hmm. of what happens after I love you, which is why we don't say it yeah. to the people that we're dating, mm-hmm. which, is fine. which is fine. Like I'll play along with the standards set in our society. Right. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel weird about that now. Like, I don't think I will change my position because mm-hmm. that's just not me. Like mm-hmm. I've said before, I'm not a person that says I love you mm-hmm. a lot because I'll show it in different mm-hmm. ways. Like I'm not a telling you, but you know, I fuck with you because right. I'm here spending time. With I'm you. spending time mm-hmm. with you or I'm talking to you mm-hmm. all the time. So you should know that I love you already. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And I think that this person my assessment of this person is that they're quite green to in, love. No, no, no. They're quite green in the in in terms of like relationships and like how mm-hmm. they go and like ebb and flow. And I I feel like this person feels like oh she told me she loved me one night and now, now we have she's to get gonna <laughs> yeah now she's gonna be waiting for a ring and yeah. now she's gonna want to change the dynamic of our relationship and I'm like that's not necessarily the case you know what i'm saying like has to change right like i'm just giving you this information right and you could do whatever you want yeah and i and i think like we talked about in the last episode back in 2018 last year a long Mm -hmm, time ago mm -hmm. when we were just talking about like sometimes i think it's nice 
for me, I like to hear that I'm loved and that I'm appreciated. And so I feel like that's what I, I do. I think I, so you know what your love language is, right? I think so. Okay. So my love language was like spending time, mm-hmm. quality time. Um, and now, now I'm starting to think it's words of affirmation, mm-hmm. not necessarily in terms of I love you, mm-hmm. but more like you're really good at such mm-hmm. and such or I like that you do whatever, whatever, uh-huh. or you're so whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things really make my day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hey, you can tell me you love me. I might not say it back, right, but right. just know that I I received the message mm-hmm. and it made me feel great. And I'm not expecting to get married just because that has been stated. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How, okay. May, this is also another question. How long after you're seeing someone do you say I love you? Oh, that's varied so greatly. Like, <laughs> it's varied? Yeah. It was the quickest you've ever said it. Ooh, like, like, probably like, ooh, probably like, <laughs> probably like three months, maybe. It's like the quickest oh, okay. I've ever said it. Maybe less than that, because I'm trying to think. When I met this person, we went on a trip. So maybe like a month, actually. Maybe like four weeks, four Mm -hmm. to five weeks. Because I met them, and then very quickly after I met them, we went on a trip, and we both said it to each other. We were both like, I love you. Yeah, we were just like... Why don't we corny. just say it? Like, it's super corny. corny. Like, let's just it's say it corny. and see how it feels. Like, isn't, well, just because we both felt it. It was, like, very obvious that Cute. we were just, like, falling so head over heels for each other. And that, like, nobody was going anywhere anytime soon. This person is still in my life till this day. I still love him very, very much. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it was what it was. And we both knew it. Um, I can't even put a time stamp because <laughs> it wasn't a quick thing mm-hmm. it was like it was like after knowing each other for years and mm. then like when we started dating it took a little minute mm-hmm. like it took like maybe five six months mm-hmm. before and, and i wasn't even the one to say it first yeah i was like oh, okay well it's, it's a safe space right the right, water's right. fine the water's you said it first. come on in i'm here, I'm here <laughs> right. to, hey by the way i love you too yeah 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 um, but yeah, I think maybe have you ever told anybody that you love them first? Uh, no, <laughs> I think there's so much vulnerability that goes into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've probably felt it first. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I whenever there's someone that I really like, I know immediately that I like them. Like, there's when I realize it, it's like, okay, we're in there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cute. Okay, so I, wait, I didn't wait, expect wait. to talk so about what, this. Yeah, oh. no, but what were they saying exactly? What was the comment? Oh, so they're, they were saying, let me read it again. I've experienced people overriding the words, I love you. I can't tell when it becomes just a greeting, like, how are you? Oh, yeah. Like, saying it too much, which... Yeah, like, love ya. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think it waters down the meaning, yeah. per se, but it doesn't give you that, like, oh. Yeah. 
Now, uh, what, what is Marie Kondo? That spark of joy. That spark of it joy. It doesn't spark as much joy as like the first time you hear it or right. if it's sprinkled sporadically. Right. I mean, and what is... Uh, I guess I just answered that question for myself. My question was going to be like, what is the possible negative outcome of someone... Knowing you love them? Knowing you love them or saying it too soon, I guess it's just like that notion, like how I was talking about that guy, like you think like things are all of a sudden accelerated mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden there's... I, I guess don't know, the key- it's different for different people. Like some people do put those like grant, those stereotypical pressures on themselves yeah. when it doesn't have to be right. it and doesn't I was just have to say, be that the key is I it, guess separating the expectation and the pressure from just this yeah. simple like gesture or acknowledgement of how you feel about a person and also like kind of thinking of your relationship as its own singular thing mm-hmm. like just because this is what is the normal or like the timeline that everyone else goes by doesn't mean that has to be for you. Right. I don't know. If you love someone after a day, say it. Tell me how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Report back. back. (laughs) What's next up on our docket? Um, okay, so Cardi and City Girls for the pepper. Okay, the twerk video. I personally, we just watched it again, and I love it. I think, you know, the leading up to this moment, everyone being flued out, like, that was perfect. (laughs) It it made us anticipate this video and what it was going to be, and I think they delivered. Yeah. And... I, I googled best twerk music videos of all time, and very few of them were all female videos, mm-hmm. like from female artists mm-hmm. featuring women twerking. Mm-hmm. Of course, the top one is Nelly Tip Drill. Mm-hmm. That shit, I just remember, I, I don't even know when that fucking I don't know how out. old I was, but I sure. Maybe I could have been watching it. I was probably in high school. Definitely in BT high school. BT Uncut was still on. Yeah. And I remember there was a lot of buzz around it being pulled from BET Uncut because it was, it was just too so raunchy. raunchy. It was so raunchy. There were full on naked bodies. In the video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's the first time that I was like, oh, whoa, what kind of fucking party is this? Like, and that, like, at the time, it was like, I had no knowledge of what goes on in a strip club yeah. or how it feels to be in a place where just people are twerking every, yeah. all, every which way you look. Like, <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that before. At that point, we were still, like, giving wall twerks. Wall twerks, right. Wall twerks like, somebody was, was like, holding you up. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Can all you men out there explain that? Like, why do you have your homeboy hold you up while the twerk is is that cause that booty that booty be doing the handle okay so what are the best twerk videos or songs of all time okay so on my list i have baby got back by sir mix a lot sure that's the og twerk video um we got booty by black youngster i think that's the best twerk video right now Next to next to okay, next okay. to City Girls yeah. and Cardi B, yeah. Um, tip drill, like we said, and then back that ass up, back that ass up. But when you look at back that ass up now, yeah. it just looks it's mild. So smiled. I mean, like it's bitches smiled. was in like viscose polyester, like one piece suits, like 
Nobody was even really showing. They were wearing the little skin. denim shorts yeah, and socks like, and sneakers. That, right. But still, shit. it was iconic for the time. I, I clearly remember my sister like in front of the TV trying to... Back that ass up. Trying to emulate everything she saw. I, I just called her out. But <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Like, yeah. back that ass up is iconic. And to, the, to this day... This day... To this day, to this day. No, when you hear it, you, you know, know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if "Twerk" by Cardi and City Girls is gonna be as iconic. Like the song, mm-hmm. no, because it, it kind of is along the same vein. It's got that real southern. I mean, it has a Miami. It has a Miami, a Miami feel, twerk, but I feel like comparatively, they sound very similar. Like. I feel like they sound similar as hell, and there can only be one back that ass up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's fine. That's fine. But the video, fantastic. I loved it. I love the tribute to JT. It's like we see, I think Lucius said it on, shout out to Lucius. Lucius said, always. You know, like you see in rap videos, niggas will have t shirts on where they're like, free my homeboy. Yeah. And they got murals in the background yeah. and they did the same shit for her. I thought yeah. that was hella cute. Uh, it's definitely evening the playing field. Yes. Like, we out here, we twerking. Yeah. Very minimal. I think there was one, some random white Karen. Yeah, who, there was a Karen. There was a Karen who came out of the woodworks talking about what is it supposed to teach women to value themselves? First of all, shit? first of all, and last of all, can we stop saying like putting women's value on what they wear Boop. and how they dance mm-hmm. and how they whatever music they enjoy listening to or mm-hmm. how they talk and it's always an attack on black women mm-hmm. because y'all hate us because we hate us. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't see anything I don't see the correlation between like respect and twerking or the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and twerking. Mm-hmm. Like how do you feel about how do you feel about young girls, like young children emulating what they see on TV in regards to like twerking or gyrating or like sexy dancing? I don't know. This is this question or just the whole thing in general has always been what's the big deal to me? Mm-hmm. Because I, myself, as a young Bethany, used to be dancing and whining and right. all sorts of shit from a child. And it would be like, Bethany, go dance. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was never, I think, it, coming from my culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't it was as sexualized because everybody dances like that. Like, mm-hmm. everybody turns up like that. Right. So we have carnival. People are half naked, but it's not like... I don't know. I don't have the words right now, and I obviously should have the words. I guess, well, but, I guess it's just ultimately, like, you should be able to turn on and off your own personal, like, hypersexualization of any being. Like, yeah. first of all, what I'm doing shouldn't matter to you ever. Mm-hmm. And third of all, like, if they're... Because that, that's what comes to mind is, like, young kids who are at Carnival, like, mm-hmm. Caribbean culture, even some in some um, Latino culture. Yeah. It's like, you have kids that are whining and have their little, like, suits or garb on. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, are you hypersexualizing this kid? Because then there's something wrong with you. And you know also, I mean? there's pedophiles and creeps in every single culture, mm-hmm. no matter what. When Whether the child is 
dancing in a way that you deem is sexual or if they're actually just being a child like playing it on doesn't the, playing it, on the playground playing on the it right. literally doesn't matter so i think that's just like it's an easy excuse like it's an easy scapegoat to place the blame on the victim yeah as per usual yep. i mean but on the flip side i i understand maybe coming from a place of I don't want anyone looking at my child like mm-hmm. that like I know she's a child and she's not doing I'm cool with whatever she's doing right but I wouldn't want because of the, of the fact that there are creeps out mm-hmm. there I wouldn't want someone looking at my kid like that mm-hmm. so I get it mm-hmm. but I don't agree with hypersexualizing a child mm-hmm. and any right in any form or fashion like and people are so quick to do it and it's like what's wrong with y'all like when um little northy had on her red lip and everybody oh was my like, oh goodness. she's a child that's for grown women she's hot she's every whatever. it's like what? every child has done the same like Every little girl has like put on played their mom's shoes, yeah. played in the makeup. I used to do it all the time and like sneak to do it so I wouldn't get in trouble for like fucking up her stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's normal. Yeah. And to think otherwise or to make a big deal out of it just for clicks or whatever, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. You're foolish and you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say that was probably like. The most peppery thing outside of the Soulja Boy interview, which I really don't have much to say about You don't about have much that. to say about Soulja Boy? Tell them. I mean, the only thing I have to say about it is it was hella entertaining. Like... It was entertaining, and I... Who wasn't giving Soulja Boy his flowers? Like, I don't know anyone who is like... Soldier Boy ain't shit. He hasn't done shit. I mean, maybe that was happening behind the scenes. Maybe it wasn't completely visible to the to the mainstream public. Yeah. But I guess just in general, like when you're a person that's like feel like you're working hard, like he's got his consoles and movies coming yeah. out and his gaming consoles and all this shit. It's like if people aren't glorifying you as an entertainer, mm-hmm. if people aren't just like visibly glorifying you, then you feel like you're not getting your flowers. Even if no one's saying Soldier Boy ain't shit. I think Ooh, yes. On a deeper level, because mm-hmm. um, it always comes back to race, mm-hmm. he's just saying like there's so many like white boys and Asian kids who are doing the same thing and they're innovators and geniuses and wow, look at this young millionaire. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Soldier Boy, he's not getting the same level of respect. Right. Like, it's like he's crazy, he's wildin', he's Soldier Boy was like the first viral internet star. Like it's true. from he MySpace. Let, he lets you know it. He lets you know it, but I knew it. I've always known it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it was a behind the scenes thing. I don't know. I think I'm very grateful for that Breakfast Club interview because mm-hmm. we got the Drake. Yeah. We, got, we got a new meme. We got one of the first memes of 2019 and it's a strong one. And it's one. a soldier boy it's meme. A, like, exactly. Yeah. Look at the work you're doing. Yeah. Look at the influence you have still to this right, day. Right, yeah. right, right. Y'all just give Soldier Boy his proper. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Soldier Boy off in that hole. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't disagree with a lot of the things that he was saying about how innovative he was and, mm-hmm. you know, how he started a lot of movements and how he put a lot of artists on and yeah. shit like that. I'm just like, well, he's got all the receipts for everybody, so. He's shit. got all the receipts. No, I, I would, I dare to say that's, okay, I don't watch a lot of 
Breakfast Club interviews. Nah. Of the ones that I've seen, that has by far been the most enjoyable for me. Okay. For sure. I'll give you that one. Yeah. So, another little pepper. I mean, I'm I'm over the memes, though. You are? Yeah. I'm still I, here for it. It hasn't... <laughs> I haven't been on the internet enough enough, so it's still fresh and funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess a, a a major pepper was the longest government shutdown in US history. Oof. Yeah. Or is that a lemon? Ooh. It's a yeah, pepper. It's, it's a lemon pepper. It's fucked up. Um, all for a wall. And if anybody Still feels like the wall is justified and not 1000% racist. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what it is. To let so many families go without money, without food. Mm-hmm. Like you have employed people standing on lines just to get food. Yeah. I mean, and to me, it's seeming more and more. Well, I guess we already all knew this. Like it's seeming less like an actual means to keep people out and more of just like this monumental like phallic like I just want to erect something that people (laughs) are gonna like remember me for like people are still gonna get in here bro like you're talking about like less than a fourth of our actual border like what are you saying why why do you think that's really gonna stop people he probably does have a little i mean whatever that's not important but yeah but i'm just like and then uh i can't remember where i heard this but a great majority of people i'm not a person that's necessarily against immigrants coming over illegally especially in the yeah. in the in the name of seeking asylum which in general people aren't people are risking their lives to come here for fucking fun you guys like mm-hmm. people are leaving dire situations to try and get in this country and create a better life for themselves right. and honestly we all know it to be true well maybe we all don't know but Immigrants are doing the work that a lot of American people don't want to do. Exactly. And so it's just like we we have to be able to find a balance. I I guess to an extent I understand how how things could be regulated or should be regulated, how it can't just be a free for all. I guess I get that, but I also don't ever understand with as much land that there isn't being used here in the yeah. Midwest. Like, I just don't understand how it can't be that people just can't come. Like, it's it's like not people, people it's Mexican people, period. It's because all Latino the, people. But our, Mexican, our largest border but is... Neil Brennan on the, on the Netflix episode, he was like, oh, and by Mexican, he means all Latinos. And that's very fucking true. That period. Like, there are... Um, this one stupid girl on the internet was like, uh, uh, we need stronger borders because women are coming here and having their babies and now those babies are having something dumb. But there is there was an article written about how fun and popular and the new trend of European women coming to the United States to have their children. Yeah. Like, what is the difference? And also, in my... Given my line of work, I I have encountered a lot of people, especially when I was in Maine. There were a lot of Somali. There was a high population of Somali women who would come mm-hmm. to Maine to have their babies and then go home. Yeah, and that's the thing that people are leaving out. Like we have a much more um, fortified 
system of taking care of pregnant women here, even black women compared to other places. Even though that shit kind of sucks, but yeah, yeah, and that's another story for another day. But compared to where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. yes, this is going to be a better place for them to have their babies. But as a woman, for me to be like, I don't want safety and, and, I don't want safety for you and your child. Stay where you are and mm-hmm. have your baby in a situation that could be potentially fucked up or life-threatening mm-hmm. for you or the baby instead of coming here, let me pay whatever little taxes I got to pay for you to get Medicare. Well, like that, I guess that's just like a being a humanitarian. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I'm not a person that feels like I have the right to deny someone else, especially if, if I'm a person living in excess. Yeah. If, if you're listening one, to this podcast right now, you're living in fucking excess compared to to compared to three fourths of the world. Yeah. So if 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 a couple hundred or a couple thousand people need to come here in a year for them to have a safe delivery mm-hmm. and then go back to where they're coming from and live comfortably, I am fine with that. Yeah. And there's no reason that you shouldn't be either. And why does this bother you? Like, why? Because taxes. Because I'm paying taxes for Medicare and Amerigroup. And I'm paying these. Ta- this is my tax money. My, 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 my. The government don't love you, bitch. Yeah. The government don't love you, bitch. You still gonna pay those taxes regardless of how many immigrants and come in this home. you literally do not know where it's all going. But you're down to pay taxes to build a wall. Mm-hmm. You're down with that. It's bullshit. It's, it's fucking bullshit. bullshit. It's a bullshit it's, argument. It's just like it's like increasingly and ever since he came into office, I know we're like we don't want to talk about him, but it's like more and more and more it's becoming a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Like the the Clemson football players visiting the White House, and he just had. A trillion mm-hmm. burgers and fish fillets and mm-hmm. pizzas and shit, and thought that shit was cute and funny. And it's because I shut the government down because I didn't get my wall. Like, and so we don't have workers to cook you guys food. So, so. And, and not even let me go to a local restaurant and get some shit catered. catered. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna get you the finest of fast foods. Like, it's just. Is this shit real? <laughs> like, I have to. I have to wonder. Like. Is this real? You can't really, 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 really think any of the things that you're doing are productive or helpful or what is your legacy going to be like? It's it's going to be exactly what he fucking wants. People are going to talk about Donald Trump's presidency until this world ends. Like, that shit was crazy, wasn't it? Right. Remember when Donald Trump was president? Remember when he tried to build a fucking wall? That shit was crazy, bro. Anyway, speaking of presidents, okay, we have officially our Kamala Harris. Kamala, Kamala. Harris has officially announced her um, run for presidency in 2020. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, comments, concerns. <sighs> I don't know. Like, I just wanted to be happy that a black girl was running for president. But I know. I mean, the more you know, like, I, I definitely don't want to be ignorant or oblivious to, like, what's going on um, as far as her, like, track record. Yes. Um, which we don't have to go get on the Internet. It's all there. It's, read a wiki page. I learned a lot. Uh, she was the DA, I believe. 
She was the district attorney for San Francisco, but right. it wasn't until she was attorney general for California that she kind of made some compromising decisions mm-hmm. while she was in office regarding the prison industrial complex and justice reform, most notably like not releasing uh, prisoners who had who were in jail for like nonviolent crimes because it would deplete the labor force in jail. Also not investigating uh, black people killed by the cops. Mm -hmm. Um, What else did she do? She uh, fighting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um, she voted or she appealed one judge's decision to deem California's death penalty unconstitutional. And it's like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. She has a strange little history when it comes to um prison reform yeah and that is definitely a sensitive subject for the black community so it is it makes sense as to why people are torn Mm -hmm. because that is the general i don't know people are really dragging her ass and i i don't know if we should drag her as much as She's being drug. <laughs> drugged out. Yeah, she's being drugged out on the internet. But I don't know. I mean... Okay, so if it came down to... Okay, this is always my thought process going into any election or when when you're talking about politicians. It is, it is always an option of like choosing the lesser of two evils. Like, yeah. I just don't know. And I really hate that. I really hate that, that too, but I don't term. know if given any point in history or we just had a totally, a total, like, viable option that for, for as black people, like, yeah. who have we had in our history? Even, there's even criticism of Obama and his presidency. You know what I'm there's saying? There's always like, going to be criticism, number one. Nobody's perfect. Right. No one's going to always make the right decisions. Right. And I guess... So I guess that's where the lesser of town evils yeah, comes in. Yeah, and I guess the issue is that now that she's running for president, she's trying to get on the black rhetoric bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and people are pissed about that because it's like we people in like... Oakland and LA and San Francisco they're like we we already we see you we know who you are like you know what I'm saying everybody else needs to wake the fuck up but I'm like what other options do we have guys all right pause okay on the twitter um at Fred T. Joseph he tweets Kamala Harris ain't it Bernie Sanders ain't it and Elizabeth Warren ain't it I really need Stacey Abrams Beto O'Rourke or Andrew Gillum in the mix Okay. And and that's the thing. It's like until we're presented with that option, you can you can make a war cry if you want to, but who says Stacey Abrams is going qualified? to A qualified and B actually going to do it? Mm. Who's going to actually step up and run for president? Like he also mentions anyone not named Joe Biden is a long shot right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe's going to run or he might, but I don't think he's going to run for president. I think that... I think there's going to be a lot of, like... um, What's the word? I don't know. Okay. There's going <laughs> to be a lot of just, like, people we don't know of that we're going to have to get to know. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we have a little bit of time, I think. Do we? It's 2019. <laughs> I mean, we have a little bit of time to, like, learn who our candidates are and see what's what. But I guess in general, you know, like, in general. Yes. Black people are always going to be at the top of my list. Okay. In general. I'm voting, I'm voting for, everybody for everybody black. black. Yeah. And, and, and that, and I say that, don't drag me. Okay. I say that given the options that have been presented, have been presented to us. Mm, we'll see. We'll, we will see. had a very close friend of ours write in some questions that she wanted to ask the people. Yeah. So, Bethany, what what did Jessica want to know? She asked, is there an obligation to be an SJW? Which I had to ask, what is that? Mm-hmm. And that is a social justice warrior. I feel like that's a dad. Uh, oh. Okay. That's a good one. That's, that's solid. Yeah. We'll ask that one. Personally, for me, honestly, I don't know. I am conflicted. Sometimes I feel like it's expected to, of me just because I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, you're upset about something. Well, okay. My <laughs> thought on that is, is that I don't feel no pressure, no kind of way to do nothing, say nothing, or be nothing to nobody. Okay. Okay. Because the way that I see it is, it's not my job to fix this social justice system. Mm. it's not my job I need my reparations I'm gonna go to work <laughs> I'm gonna live my best life and y'all gonna do whatever y'all gonna do in the meantime you don't feel the need to educate anyone when I do unaware if I do if I do let mm. me do that but don't don't have that expectation of me no okay you should not expect that from me I don't think I'm even though I feel like it is ex- I'm not great at it. I don't have the time. Right, and exactly. And it, and it frustrates like, me mm-hmm. when it, when those teaching moments or those teaching opportunities come up. It's just like, oh, you're right. too old for this. Actually, no. <laughs> I just I encourage and implore most Black people not to fall into that fucking gap. Don't yeah. don't succumb to the hype of like you have to be out here holding signs. That's not your job. Mm. I'm sorry. That is not your job. Yeah. Um if you feel compelled to do that and you feel like you are a person who can take on that battle, mm-hmm. then by all means do it. Like I'm not saying you, you shouldn't. You don't feel like Okay. I, I don't want to like, put words in your yeah, mouth, yeah. but what I'm wondering is you don't feel like us protesting and marching is beneficial? No, that's okay. not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm Got saying it. is that if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated to do okay, so. Okay, great. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm not saying it's not beneficial because there are plenty of people who do feel obligated to do that. But also even even within that even when that within that sector of people, if you're an educator, there's plenty of black social justice quote unquote warriors that I follow online, on social media, mm-hmm. on their websites, their blogs, all sorts of things. But if they wanted to retreat for a second, I'm not gonna hold them to this standard of like mm-hmm. what you have to we need you. We need you yeah. to do this work. Like the pressure. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's it's too much pressure. And, and also to be honest, I've kind of like fallen back from looking to those people for any kind of information mm-hmm. or insight or words of encouragement or whatever because sometimes those people be kind of shady too Mm -hmm. like 
no one is perfect on this earth, so mm-hmm. I can only trust what I think and believe. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I, um, I find often that in those spaces, and by those spaces I mean places where, yeah, the internet where you have black and other POC doing social, social, ju- social justice work, there's often a lot of critique and not a lot of solution based mm-hmm. rhetoric. It's just like, we can't vote for Kamala. Okay. So who, who can you we think vote for? We vote for? You and know what then I'm it's, it's like, like, well, don't ask me to do your research. It's yes. like, well, bitch, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just stop saying things. Yeah. If you don't have anything to come with it. But I don't know. There's, there's so, it's always a double edged sword with mm-hmm. me because I think about both sides mm-hmm. because on the one hand it's like yeah please if you feel so strongly about this offer us some better alternatives mm-hmm. but on the other side it's like no I this is my opinion this is how I think come up with your own mm-hmm. like I'm just saying how I think and feel yeah. you don't have to right. agree with me but don't question why I say I, yeah, yeah why, I why say I'm it. feeling this especially way. when oftentimes you know that the critique is factual yeah it's evidence in our history why people are so fucking pissed off about certain shit or why you know a lot of things are a lot of things that white people do are deemed as violent towards blacks Mm -hmm. and other poc it's like you know you know it's true but to always state what's the issue and what's the problem and what's obvious is not for me it doesn't where do we go from here yeah you know what i mean I don't know. So maybe, I don't know, maybe one day I'll feel compelled to become a person that is looking for solutions, but, or maybe I should seek other people that have solutions, but you know, I'm even starting to see this like inter, like, uh, not interracial, intraracial, like combativeness Mm -hmm. about like why this one particular social justice person, you shouldn't listen to them. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, I can't eat. I I feel pressure to stand on one side of the Mm. issue Mm -hmm. or it seems like um, a lot of people go against the more popular social... Like, anytime someone reaches a certain level of status or Mm -hmm, fame or mm -hmm, notoriety, mm -hmm. like, someone's gonna have an issue with them. So it's like, are we riding for this person or not? Like, just because they did this one interview or whatever... Said this one thing. Said this one thing. Five years ago, yeah. Now their whole... Like, their whole line of of work work, is... It's not valid mm-hmm. anymore. So I, I don't know. So my personal answer is I do feel pressure, but I don't succumb to it because I don't give a fuck. Like I feel how I feel. And if you, I surround myself with people who kind of are mm-hmm. on the same page, mm-hmm. like obviously there's going to be disagreements because everyone's different. But as long as we're on the same page as with certain things, mm-hmm. Yeah, then because, we're good. Yeah, you like know? like how we always say on the podcast, it's like there are some definite like hard no's. There's some definite things that I am and am not okay with. Right, you know what I'm saying. So it's like we gotta align on those things at the very least. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everything else is like cool. Well, whatever. Yeah, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have. The I don't time. have time. 
Right. Um, Try our, to get these bills paid. Our next suggestion of a topic is our baby slash marriage a must have in our lifetime. Um, we probably talked about this before. <laughs> it's not a must have no. just because. I think that we're still awfully progressive. And I think recently I said that it does linger in the back of my mind. It's something that I actively fight to like suppress in my head. Like this notion that I should be partnered up or Mm -hmm. what's wrong with me because I haven't found a person that wants to marry me or God, you know, all (laughs) these things. It's like. It still lingers, even though I know that that's all, like, constructural. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that shit really doesn't exist, but it's been so ingrained and also ingrained for generations amongst generations. It's hard to undo that shit. And it's not just this culture. Mm -mm. It's across the board. It's across the board. And and it has a lot to do with religion. Is that it? Yeah, I think it's a it's, it's a fundamentalist too. notion that man it's, takes it's a wife sacrament in yeah. Catholicism. Like the next step is getting married. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is a sacrament. Yeah, and same thing. It's like he who finds a wife and builds a family and brings people into the kingdom of whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like these are the things that have been ingrained in me for so long that it's hard to not. It's hard to not feel not normal, mm. abnormal. Do you think? Do you think your um, your decision right now, or your mm. thoughts to not want to get married or have kids, is an act of rebellion in a way? I don't think it's an act of rebellion. Well, okay, I don't think it's an act of rebellion. I I think it's an act of acceptance mm-hmm. of myself, actually. And I'm trying very hard not to, my brain, I'm, my heart is trying not to make my brain think that it is an act of rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I sometimes think like, do I want to try to date a woman just because I know my parents don't want me to? Or is this, I know, what I do know is that it's something that I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why am I like fighting so hard with myself about mm-hmm. it? You know, like. My brain wants me to think it's an act of rebellion when it's truly not. It's just like, this is what's been happening for centuries. It's not, you're not new. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the way you were raised and the way your ancestors were brainwashed Mm -hmm. is that you're going to be made to feel like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Mm. And that's not, that's not necessarily the case. So I think that the struggle is more so for me to remind myself that it isn't an act of rebellion. I think that uh, not many of my friends have kids. Just a few mm-hmm. of like my good friends have kids, and I I can only think of two right off the top of my head. And right those now. two are like my friends too. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel pressure on that front, but a lot of my friends are in relationships. Mm. So I've always gotten the, so who are you dating? You're not dating anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't you want a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And that shit, like I was never insecure about it. And I never thought twice about it mm-hmm. because I'm not that person. But it's like, I, I would be lying if I said, like, every time I get asked that question, I'm like, okay, wait, is 
Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. Like, is something wrong with me? Like, is this just what should be happening? Like, should I be paired up like a, a Noah's Ark <laughs> animal right now? Like, is that just what everyone's doing and I'm left behind? Have I been left back? I don't know. I guess people are just uncomfortable with the notion that something can be different from you. Maybe like, it's that, but it could also just be like a you know, it's cool to be in love or have a person and I want you to have that too. No. It's not? No. Oh god. It's not. It's absolutely <laughs> not. Like I think the I think the conversation should always be whatever makes you happy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and like while it may be cool for me to be in love and have a person that's riding or dying for me maybe you are a person that wants to be experiencing new people all the time and having new relationships all the time or like a what do they say Ethic- ethically non-monogamous ethically or like non-monogamous whatever it is it whatever your fucking steez is like i feel like that's that should be the most important thing from the people that are your friends not yeah. like let me impose my lifestyle on you because it's so great for me that doesn't make any sense it makes me like on the one hand i'm like thank you for being interested in Mm -hmm. what i got going on but you're not actually you're just on the other hand i'm like there for my parents have always been like look marriage is not that big of a deal like if you get married and they know they They, would know they know yeah if you have kids fine but we just want you to be successful Mm -hmm. and happy Mm -hmm. so subconsciously or shit consciously that's all my that's always been my main goal i want to be successful and i want to be happy like if i along the way i find somebody and i'm in love and i want to have kids great but it's just not the number one thing on my list. Yeah. It's not I think we on my had this list. exact conversation last time just about how the older I get, the more I want to be able to be like self-sufficient in every area of my mm-hmm. life, financially, emotionally. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to need to be loved by someone else. Exactly. I I I was joking the other day, like Someone said something like, um, this is all a joke, but (laughs) as we stated in the beginning of the episode, I am funny, Mm -hmm. but they were like, you're not funny. You're not as funny as you think you are. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't need you to validate me. Right. Right. And it's like, I was joking, but I meant it. Like, I don't need you, another person outside of myself Mm -hmm. to validate me. And I want to like make that shit clear to myself and everyone else as much as possible because when you start thinking that you need to be married to be complete or Mm -hmm. like a real adult or you need kids to complete your adultness Mm -hmm. and you don't get that shit that's how you get disappointed Mm -hmm. so it's like depressed and and depressed and it's like no like stop asking me shit like that yeah and i mean i also think too that a a lot of times what happens or what i feel like a lot of times is what happens is that that was a lot of words (laughs) is that um people will get into relationships and all of a sudden it's like this is what i never knew that i was missing you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like when you were single, you were an independent black woman who didn't need no man. And now that you're in a relationship, it's like, oh, but 
Now I I never knew that this was what I needed. It's like you fake, you yeah. fake, you fake, you fake. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I, the, shout out to the people who are in relationships but still have their sense of self. Exactly. You know? And I feel like that's what gets lost most often. And and a lot of times it is because you don't have the time to cultivate who you are and like really experience like who I am as an individual mm. and like really find out and and I find that I'm an ultrasound tech a lot of you know that a lot of you don't mm-hmm. I find that women who are having babies and getting married later in life mm-hmm. tend to feel a lot more these are the women who come in without their husbands and mm-hmm. they're like we're gonna have a baby at the end of this why, why does he need to be here for every appointment yeah you know what I'm saying like they're these, more secure they're more secure they're more confident it's like if you're I've also had women god forbid this ever happened to anybody whose husbands have died during their pregnancy That's right you know what I'm saying so it's like what where where do you fall in the in the grand scheme of things like are you really about it about it badass bitch like with your partner or are you who you are because of your partner you know what i'm just recalling something very cringeworthy Mm -hmm. when i was younger a little bit younger like Mm -hmm. the basically the last like real relationship i was in i remember Feeling like, I, and I said this shit like you make me happy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like oh you know hanging out with you makes me happy. It was like you make me happy, and if we're not together, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And it's so cringeworthy now mm-hmm. because I'm like I literally was all in. Like there was no. But it was about- like I wasn't Bethany anymore. It was like. Yes. Yeah, and and think about how many people you know at that what was it college time? Post grad. Post grad. Yeah. Even yeah. post grad. Think about how many people probably had the same mindset as you and then ended up married exactly. with that mentality. Exactly. And that's what I'm thinking because now I feel like a woman of my age, mm-hmm. like I think I'm a lot more independently thinking like I really enjoy hanging out with you. Like, I love our time together. Mm -hmm. But when we're not together, I'm still Still, myself. Like, I still have my own shit outside of you. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be cool when we do link up. You know, like... And I have... You're an addition, not a You're You're definitely an addition, not... You're not taking over this Mm -hmm. shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And as far as babies, like... mm, I don't know. Like I'll call your baby. I will babysit your baby. I just, I, I, like I said, there's some shit I want to accomplish before I have a kid. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to my coworker this week and she said that she was baby shamed. Like she was hanging out with a whole bunch of girls, like her best friend and her best friend, all her friends have kids mm-hmm. and she was the only one without a kid. And they were like, well, as a mother, as a mother and you don't have kids, you should have kids. And she's just like, you don't know my life. Like, right. you don't know why I don't have why kids. Don't, which is you so don't know crazy. if I want kids. Or like, if I've had seven miscarriages. Exactly. Or like, like, you don't know what's up. So for anyone to, like, pressure someone to have kids is really crazy. Because it's not something. It's it's not a thing that you can just do. Like, people struggle with 
having babies. babies, Yeah. Yeah. I will say one thing that I am grateful for in my line of work is that I don't often get baby shamed by my patients. Like a Mm. lot of patients will ask if I have kids. Mm -hmm. And when I say no, they don't have that kind of visceral like, oh, oh well, you don't, you don't. How want old kids? are you? Yeah, you yeah. Should, you should start thinking no. about having kids. Yeah, don't wait too late. Like I don't get that often. Most often, and I guess it could be primarily because of where I work. I do work like in Midtown, so in town you do have a lot of forty-year-old fucking CEOs and presidents and like yeah. whatever they've done everything that they wanted to do, and they're like, no rush. Look at me, no rush. I'm you know in, what I'm and saying? that's ultimately how I feel. I'm like, yeah. there's a there's a few, like I said, the to do list. There's two things on the list, <laughs> and I gotta do those shit. Mm-hmm. I gotta do those things before I can think of anything tertiary. Right. Like I can't. and all that to say, I mean, all that to say, like this is just what I have my own projection of my life. Like, yeah. obviously. You can never know where you're going to end up. I can. Yeah. I remember very vividly being in California, like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can never really know how your life is going to go. Yeah. I say all that, like, prefacing it with, I don't think I have it all figured out. But True. Is the way that I see it, and if it's up to me. As of right now. As today. of right now, today. Yeah. There's not any rush for me. There's no rush. Um, and also, a lot of parents will... Be like, you should wait. Kids are cool. Yeah. But they're a lot of work. Yeah. They're pretty selfish and you, you'll never sleep again. Yeah. So. And also, guys, science is fucking amazing. I'm just going to leave that at that. <laughs> like, True. Or honestly, there's a lot of children out there that would love to be adopted. Mm-hmm. That need to be adopted. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a parent so fucking bad, why don't you adopt a child? I mean, think about it. Adoption is difficult too, but oh, yeah, yeah. Well, think but about you know, that there's too. options. There's options. Yeah. It's like there. I so all of that to say, I don't feel the pressure. Okay, there's no, there's no pressure. Over I don't. Here, there's guys. no pressure. There's no pressure. We pressure free. <laughs> That's the mood for 2019. <laughs> don't pressure me to do shit, but yeah. get this money. Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously, um, those were great questions, though, because it's just like she just keeps popping up mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over. And I don't know. I think people forget where they were before they made certain life decisions. Absolutely. And I think we all should be a little bit more mindful mm-hmm. about the things you ask people and about projecting your own insecurities mm. or your own life ideals mm-hmm. and morals onto other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Is there anything else? Um, oh, what music do you currently have on repeat? Like the same music I've had since like 2012. Yeah. Like uh, fucking Beyonce. Like <laughs> I feel like you listen to a lot of, you go back yeah, to a lot of old music. I do. And I, and I, honestly, it's probably because it's just such a divine, fine, free, nostalgic feeling. Like the music that I listen to now, mm-hmm. often it's transformative. It's like I want to go to a place where life, I didn't have bills. Oh. Essentially. So, <laughs> so you want to listen to all the music you listened to when you didn't have bills when I was and your credit school. was on point. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I feel that. Um, lately, I've been listening to Lake Cali 47. Her new album is called Acrylic. And the cover's dope because it's like 
a real acrylic <laughs> like the like the cash money you know how uh-huh. the cash money used to have like the twinkling and stuff like uh-huh. that or no not cash money no limit how their album covers always used to have like gold and like twinkling mm-hmm. shit that's what her acrylic set looks like on that on her album cover so that's a really dope project, and I like James Blake's new album. Everybody's been talking about There's it's a lot so of good buzz about James Blake. It's so good, and he's coming to the Tabernacle um, February eighteenth, and Perfect. I think I might just have to be there. Y'all want to join her? I mean, don't you want to come? We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, and also Anderson Pack is oh, coming. Yeah! Anderson Pack will also be here on February uh, 18th. Sharifa, help me. I have a question. Do y'all like Anderson Pack or no? No, a resounding oh. no. Whatever. Who loves Anderson Pack? I love Anderson Pack. I do, I do, I do. I don't even know what he looks like. Fine. On that note, um, if you would like to talk to us and tell us how much you love Anderson Pop, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet, Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. Do you want to drop that personal at? Our personal accounts are at C D O T Andrews. That's Christina. Okay, and mine is at Bethane the Drug. That's Bethany. That's me. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.